0: Hello, welcome to This Week in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. This is Jeff, and you can follow me on Twitter at Talkin' ACC Sports. That's T A L K I N A C C Sports. Your podcast moderator is Matthew, and you can follow Matthew on Twitter at A S D underscore hokey Smash. I'm going to turn it over to Matthew now, as we get started in a classic setup podcast.
1: Absolutely classic for episode 475, a major milestone, Jeff, a major milestone. Did you think we'd be going this long? (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I can't say that I have, but it's been a lot of fun all the way through, and I hope we've got a bunch more to go. It's fun talking ACC sports with you, Matthew.
1: Five, we're gonna hit 500 sometime later in 2024, and that'll be the that'll be the big party zone. As Jeff said, this is the podcast for all you can follow our site Twitter account at, at AllSportsDACC. You can follow Jeffrey Fan on Twitter at, at TalkinACCSports. That's at T-A-L-K-I-N-A-C-C-S-P-O-R-T-S. You can follow me, Matthew, on Twitter at, 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 I'll start over here, at A-S-T underscore smash. Jeff said that already, uh, already, but we figure you can repeat it. And you can always go to it. I spent a little more time at the, uh, at the site Twitter account excuse me just get our presence up a little bit more there so Jeff this is a classic version of the ACC podcast so we're going to go back to our roots here I'm going to get some water in a moment because I'm kind of coughing uh tell us about yourself Jeff
0: yeah my name is uh Jeff Finn I'm a uh engineer by by day I graduated from from Georgia Tech went to grad school at Clemson so a lot of ACC ties here uh, started this 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 blog and then the podcast with with Matthew because I, I didn't think that the ACC had a lot of voices out there that just covered the con the conference exclusively I thought what was covered um, about the conference was was overly negative, and so you know we wanted to bring some some balance to that and and bring you know some of the good things about what's going on in the ACC, and you know cover cover the schools that that we follow closely uh, in the conference. So that's kind of how the blog started up. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun and and always have opinions out there on Twitter and putting out articles at all sportsdiscussion.com and, and
1: podcasting every week. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that we, we give a different take than others because there's a lot of team oriented blogs that are just one team only. And this is one that kind of covers every team of the conference. And we're also, we also, as Jeff said, have our own, our own teams. I'm an alumnus of Virginia tech and, you know, I'm, You know, we are not uh, homers for our own schools. We can be very critical of our own schools. We both have been very critical on this podcast and on the blog of our schools. And anybody who follows us on Twitter or reads our blogs can can certainly confirm that we're not we're not homers in any respect. We certainly tell the truth about uh, We certainly tell the truth about that. So, Jeff, let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. Which ACC football team was the most disappointing team in Week Nine, and we will get to the into in a moment. I want to get your take, uh, your first take on this on the first first half of this question, and we'll go to the second question.
0: Yeah, I think if you're looking for a disappointing team, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with with Clemson. Um, you know, on the road at at NC State. You know, tough, tough environment to play in, no question, but that was an NC State team that's got a lot of issues offensively, and, you know, it was just more of the same from what we've seen from Clemson most of this year. Um, You know, decent defensive effort, but so mistake-prone on offense and it's just a multitude of issues with the Clemson offense. It's, it runs way deeper than some of the inexperience from, from Cade Klubnick at quarterback, um, who doesn't seem to be progressing, but uh, the issues run much deeper than him. There, there are no playmakers on the offense, uh, no receivers step up. They can't stretch the field, and when you're playing a quality defense like, like NC State, um, and you can't stretch the field and you can't put any pressure on that defense, you're, you're in big trouble. And, you know, in, in this game, they got down 24 to seven um, offense looked, looked completely inept um, little late rally to make the court score a little bit closer than what it was. But uh, for a Clemson team, that's just trying to turn the season around. Uh, it, it was a pretty listless performance in, in my opinion at NC state and, and, you know they, that's who they are. They're a four and four, two and four team uh, right now, and and they're simply just not very good. I'm Very disappointed by the the effort out of Clemson this week.
1: Can we? Uh, I'm going to add on a. I guess I would say a runner up. Now, not to say that I'm not. I'm happy for, happy as hell for you, Jeff. That that Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. You know I was rooting for you every step of the way there. I wanted that to happen for Georgia Tech. But North Carolina is at the point where they're in what is is it Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the sixth season for Mac Brown? Is that right?
0: I think this is season number six, and I'm glad you pointed them out, Matthew. I know you're gonna get into it, but (laughs) who did North Carolina's defense did they lay down or Oh it was bad. I was about ready to
1: rip (laughs) them. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. I mean, I, I was going to get into to more when I, you know, with North Carolina, when we get into the surprising um, teams of the weekend. But I mean, that was—I I almost watched that game in disbelief. That I mean, <laughs> they absolutely got trucked in the fourth quarter of the game. Georgia Tech ran for two hundred and forty-five, two hundred and forty-six yards. In the fourth quarter, I mean, on a night that Georgia Tech honored Paul Johnson, he must have been, you know, I think there were a couple of throwback performances this weekend in the ACC, and I know one of them was from Virginia Tech, but that was a throwback fourth quarter for Georgia Tech. I mean, they they just took North Carolina's soul in that fourth quarter and ran them over, and, man, if you're North Carolina, if you're a fan, you got to be wondering what happened to your defense because they just—they looked exhausted, confused, and I'm not sure a team has played a worse quarter of defense this entire season in the ACC than you know than what North Carolina did in the fourth quarter. That was atrocious.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I have nothing more to add there. Uh, I'm I'm going to answer our next question first, and I'll just be real quick with it quick with it and you can take the latter because here's the thing I know Virginia Tech played well I missed the entire first half of that game I was really impressed with Louisville's performance versus Duke this week Jeff I mean they were ball hawking on defense they did not force things on offense they showed that they could play a I guess you could say I want to say a ball control sort of offense. They showed that they could run the ball if they had to. They gave, they uh, they weren't over aggressive. They didn't do dumb things on fourth down and try to be over aggressive. They just took what the D- the Duke defense gave them and they grinded out a win against the very well coached Duke team. And I believe this is the first ever ranked opponent that Louisville has shut out at home. And that's—I think I read something about that—that that first top top twenty-five team, and it was a very impressive performance from Louisville. And they've got to be sitting—they got to be sitting in a spot where they're probably—if I—if if I'm betting on my on 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 teams to get to the ACC championship game against Florida State, Louisville is probably my top choice right now because they're playing some some really good there's some really good football. But I know you've got another team that you want to talk about. Here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Louisville at home is – I mean, they're they're good anywhere, but at home they're just a different team. And, you know, we know what they did against Notre Dame, breaking breaking that ACC 30-game regular season losing streak to the Irish. And the Irish, they have a really good football team. We know what Louisville did there. And another impressive performance against a quality Duke team. And like you said, Matthew, just winning – different ways um i don't think anyone in the acc outside of florida state has has consistently played at a high level um like like louisville has and and you know that, that they you you have to admit that's that's a good good football team especially in in cardinal stadium uh you know they had the kind of fluky loss to to uh, Pittsburgh where I think Louisville kind of went into that game spent from the emotion of the Notre Dame game, um, you know, and, and there's still a growing football team, but really impressive game against, against Duke. And, and, you know, that doesn't happen often to the Duke blue devils under, under, under Mike Elko um, to where you never even felt like Duke had a chance in that game. That's how well Louisville played. Um, You know, another team, two other teams, and I'll let you, you know, take over for for Virginia Tech, but I'll just say a brief sentence about that. I mean, Friday night, that that was a vintage – or no, that was Thursday night. That was a vintage Virginia Tech Thursday night, mid-2000 performance. I mean, their defense, aggressive, explosive plays on offense, and, uh, I mean, just a great performance, and Brent Pry has – as Virginia Tech really playing some good football, I know you'll get into that one, um, you know. And then the last impressive team from the weekend, you know, got got to give it up for for uh, you know my guys there at Georgia Tech, you know who can figure figure them out at this point, uh, you know. Twenty point underdog Miami, they found a way to win. Twenty point favorite against Bowling Green, they lose. Uh, they lose at home you know, in ugly fashion to Boston College and then come back, you know, with their best performance of the season, you know, knocking off North Carolina. I mean, who had tons to play for. They were coming off a loss against Virginia. And, and, you know, right out of the gate, they're up 14 to zero in four different times during the game. North Carolina had a double digit lead in that game and they just couldn't put Georgia Tech away. Uh, Great performance from Georgia Tech running back, Dante Smith. Uh, Haynes King, who's had a really fine season at quarterback for Georgia Tech. Um, defense that, that you know, it's been pretty maligned. It's, it's not a great defense. No one's going to confuse that. Um, still managed to hold North Carolina to 14 points uh, in the second half, you know, and, and made a couple of opportunistic plays uh, against that great North Carolina offense. And, you know, Georgia Tech, now is 4-0 under Brent Key against ranked teams in the ACC, uh, which is pretty uh, astonishing, Um, you know, given what he took over. By no means are they a finished product. I mean, they've got to find a way to be a more consistent team and to, you know, play up that level more often. And, you know, when we get into the ACC schedule for next week, we're going to see what they can do against Virginia on the road. But, I mean, really impressive performance, their offensive line, um, probably played their best game since Paul Johnson was there, just ran over North Carolina's defense. Jeff. I'll let you get into Virginia Tech because that was impressive Thursday well, I night.
1: have a couple questions for you, Jeff. How, how many yards rushing do you think Syracuse had against Virginia Tech?
0: Uh, it was 246 yards fewer <laughs> than Georgia Tech had in the fourth quarter against North Carolina, which would be zero.
1: How many sacks did Virginia Tech had against Syracuse, Jeff?
0: I'm trying to remember. It was either seven or nine. They had
1: eight sacks.
0: Eight, okay, eight. they had
1: seven the game before. They've had 15 sacks in two games, and and Virginia Tech is probably – in the top five in the country in quarterback sacks I haven't seen that in several years It's an aggressive ball hocking defense and they seem to be they seem to be turning it on at the right time I mean they're just they're they've been here's another question I have for you Jeff um what do you think Virginia Tech would have one or two more wins if if, if, if Kyron drones was starting the very first game of the season, Jeff, I'm actually dead serious about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, he gives them an element that, that Wells just couldn't give them with his feet. Um, I mean, he can make, he can make plays that, you know, that Virginia tech just couldn't get those kind of plays earlier in the season. Um, and, and you can see the team feeds off of his ability, uh, to make plays, He's a great. He, he you know, he kind of reminds you a little bit of, of Tyrod Taylor, um, you know, there at Virginia Tech. I mean, he's got a lot to get up to that level, but I mean, he kind of reminds you. He reminds me, anyways, um, of of Taylor. And you know, you got Virginia Tech. It's, it's just they're playing with a lot of confidence, like you said. The defense, um, you know, was a real throwback performance against against Syracuse. And uh, you know, I, unbelievably, Virginia Tech holds holds their the, the holds their destiny in their own hands to get to the ACC uh, title game.
1: It's kind of crazy, but so I, I I have muted expectations on that part, Jeff, only because Virginia Tech's pretty much done all that at home. They got to go on the road to Louisville next week. I know we're going to talk about that, but it's you know I I. You know, it's interesting. I I didn't think we'd be in a spot where, you know, Virginia Tech could potentially be favored in three of its four final games. But I think that that's where Virginia Tech is at, because Virginia Tech is probably going to be favored at home against NC State, who has the – and this time I think, you know, Virginia Tech actually almost beat NC State last year and had no playmakers on offense. None and they actually they should be favored in three of its four final games i would think that virginia tech will be favored against bc i think virginia tech will be favored against uva i think virginia tech will be favored against nca nc state the only game that virginia tech won't be favored at is is at louisville would you agree with that
0: yeah i mean i think the only one that that Virginia Tech will go into is, is probably being a prohibitive underdog is against um, is against Louisville and we and we talked about how good Louisville is has been at home and that's going to be a real tall task for for Virginia Tech to go in there and come out with a win but I mean all three of the other games are definitely winnable and um, is the Boston the Boston, the other, all three of the other ones are in Lane Stadium.
1: No, right? they got to go to Boston College, but I still think that I, I still think that Virginia Tech will actually be favored going up there because. And so here's why I say that. Um, Boston College it gives up about as many sacks as, um, <laughs> as as Wake Forest or as Syracuse, and. Virginia, you know they they're they're going to be they're going to be going after that quarterback. They're going to be going after that quarterback, you know. And so i i I feel I, I would feel that Virginia Tech probably will be favored going up there because they just have a they have a better. I think they have a better. I think they have a better defense. I think they certainly they have a better defense than Boston College, you know. So it'll be an interesting it'll be interesting but i think they'll be fa- i think that they'll be favored in 3 of the 4 and if they were to come you know if they were to come out and finish 7 and 5 you know, they might be considered one of your acc teams at the second half of the season that you know performed well
0: Yeah, yeah that that's true and i mean who at this point in the season would have had your acc standings with with virginia tech in third place and georgia tech in fourth place at the moment
1: it's pretty crazy isn't it it's pretty crazy so jeff let's get to week 10 man week 10 acc football which which game are you looking forward to which game Gaber games are you looking forward to?
0: well i I'm, I'm pulling up this the schedule here um there, there are a couple of there's there's a number of intriguing games here um i mean you've got you got games that I think are just going to be absolute blowouts with North Carolina playing Campbell, Florida state going to, to, to Pittsburgh. Uh, <clears throat> but you, you look at, you know, what should have been one of the tops games in, of the entire season. And you're just wondering if Clemson has anything they can do um, to stay in it with, with Notre Dame. Um, I think this is a really bad matchup of a game for, for Clemson. You know, they're going up against a Notre Dame defense that, that shut down Ohio State and, a, and their roster of all-American uh, wide receivers, and but still the games in Death Valley, and, and you're wondering if if Clemson, you know, for the first time this season can can knock off a quality, uh, you know, knock off a quality opponent. Uh, a couple of other games, I think Georgia Tech, Virginia is is a down the uh, under the radar game. You know, both of those teams you know, have been, you know, have pulled off upsets of North Carolina in, in recent weeks. Virginia came within an eyelash of going down to Miami and winning. They've been kind of a hard luck team, but I, I think they're improved. Um, Georgia Tech, you know, absolute roller coaster. You know, let's see if they can follow up their North Carolina win and go on the road. Um, they, they've got to find a way to 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 win two more games for them to get bowl eligible. I think Miami and NC state is a really intriguing game. Um, I think Miami has put the, the Georgia tech kind of debacle loss behind them, you know, and then, you know, they also lost to North Carolina the week after, but now they've, they've won a couple games in a row going to overtime late in games. And, and I, I still think they've, they've got a ceiling that they haven't returned to since, that they played it early in the season. And, you know, with the issues North Carolina has offensively, you don't know if Peyton Wilson, their their all American linebacker is going to be available, but, you know, going to Carter Finley is, is a difficult place to play. It's going to be at night. Uh, That's, that's an intriguing game for, for some of the, for bowl positioning there and to see, you know, which one of those two, you know, does NC state find an offense, um to go along with their defense can can Miami put their third win in a row together? I, I think that's a really intriguing uh, Saturday night game.
1: I will be interested to see if Syracuse keeps dropping off the math, Jeff, Jeff. that's what I want to see because Boston College is coming to the jMA wireless Dome and uh, wireless uh, wireless Dome and dome and I think that It'll be interesting to see whether 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 uh, you know because if they lose that game, you're going to see a lot in the Syracuse fan base starting getting 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 pretty restless. And they used to be those guys; those two teams used to be really big rivals in the Big East. And if they lose to Boston College, you're going to see you're going to see some people get really really restless. Yeah, and and
0: Syracuse, you know they they're really struggling. Right now, they've been blown out now four straight games. They're the only winless team in the ACC. Um, they're they're struggling moving the ball. They're struggling on defensively. Um, I, I think they're gonna have they're gonna have to beat Boston College if they want to save Dino you know, Babers' job. Uh, you know, this is a team that started the, started the year four and zero and and now it's four and four and they're 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 looking at another second half collapse. Um, similar to last season. I know North Carolina gets the most publicity, you know, for collapsing in the second half of the season because they, they get, they, they've gotten so high up in the rankings last year, nine and one lose their final four games this year, six and zero oh, losing two in a row. But um, you know, Syracuse is definitely on that same, you know, same things kind of happening to them too, with the fast starts and then just, just struggle You know, getting to the finish line, and yeah, that's a huge game for Syracuse.
1: Jeff, next week, man, week ten, National College Football. I mean, we've got so many good games on the schedule. Which what are some of the games you're looking forward to next next week in week ten? Because there are a lot of real. This is a stellar week next weekend, Jeff. For college football, what are you looking forward to?
0: Yeah, I, I think I, th- I think two of the games that that are really going to be interesting with national playoff implications is Washington going to USC. Uh, I know you love love the Huskies, uh, but they have gotten by on they have not played well since beating Oregon. Um, they 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 were on the ropes. This, this past weekend, um, uh, it just escaped me just for a second who they were playing. Oh, yeah, again, I, I knew it was like Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then also against Arizona State. And and in both of those games, I mean, it went deep into the fourth quarter with the game still in doubt. And I, th- I think you talked about it on Twitter. Um, you know, with their inability to run the football, uh, it's putting a lot of pressure on Penix, the quarterback, to – you know, to keep Washington above water, uh, USC. Um, phew, oh my goodness, one of the worst defenses in college football. Um, this this could be. I mean, this could be an absolute shootout. That's what USC is hoping for because they're not going to stop. They're not going to slow down Pennix at all uh, in this game, and and the board is just going to be you know lit up in this game, uh, left and right. But USC came within a two-point conversion of losing to Cal this weekend that that's 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 a team with absolutely no defense but you know they got Caleb Williams at quarterback great quarterback matchup there and uh, I think Washington's going to have to run the table you know to get into the to the playoff I don't think they can afford to to lose a game so that that's that's a big game on Saturday night and then you got LSU and Alabama um, you know talk about you know Alabama slipping back a bit. Um, they beat Al- they beat LSU. They're going to end up in the SEC title game, most likely, and you know that puts them within one game of making it back to the playoff. Even though it seemed like they had slipped over overall, uh, Saban's got them kind of squared away, and and LSU is another team, you know, with their quarterback Jaden uh, Daniels you know, tends to struggle on defense as well. But, you know, with a guy like him at quarterback, that that should be a great matchup um, Saturday night as well.
1: I'll give you one. I'll give you two, Jeff. How about I give you two? All right. Kansas State is going to – I I think they have a good chance to beat Texas. I, I'd
0: like it better if the game was at Kansas State.
1: I think, I think if you're playing ball control sorts of stuff – like they like to play, I think they have a good chance to go in there and win. I I'm, not calling it, I'm not calling it yet, but I think that I would not surprise me to see them win next week. The other one is under the radar, and I think you may enjoy this. Your in-state rival, South Carolina. Yeah, they're losing to Jacksonville State this week, Jeff. I'm, oh. picking, I'm picking Jacksonville State to beat South Carolina this week and for the Gamecocks to go 2-7. and They're not going to a bowl this year. There you go, Jeff. That
0: would be a stunner, and that would put Shane Beamer on the mega hot seat if he lost to Jacksonville State.
1: Well, you know what? Rich Rodriguez is a better coach than Shane Beamer. He is. And he's going to win this week. They are a better team. <laughs> See, they got they got South Carolina
0: as a fourteen point. Yep, as a point 14, fourteen point favorite, yeah, and we, I'm,
1: picking, I'm picking Jacksonville State to win.
0: Hey, we we hey, we remember when Jacksonville State went down into Dope Campbell and knocked off the Seminoles, so they, they're not afraid of big big game environments.
1: You know, they've made it to the, the FCS playoffs several times. They've, they've lost at NDSU several times, of course. But, you know, I, I'm not sure that – I don't – see, I'm not I – I think I, – I think – I think uh, I don't think Shane Beamer is going to be in South Carolina very long, Jeff. I don't think you have to worry about losing to South Carolina this year, Jeff. As bad as, as, bad as things are going for Clemson, it's going much worse in South Carolina.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if, if, if Clemson's in any position to any to overlook anyone on their schedule the rest of the way.
1: I'm um, with you. I'm with you. But I, uh, you know, after they lose to Jag State this week, the bottom's going to be dropping out there. Uh,
0: yeah, that that would that would drop the bottom out. There's no question about that. If that
1: happened, we'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I eat my words. But I. I will take I will take a Rich Rodriguez coaching matchup against South Carolina any day of the week. Again, especially against Shane Bieber. I think I think that they're I think they're I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be an intrigue that's going to be an intriguing game. So let me let me see. I want to I want to see if there's one other one one other one that I. The cut my eye would potentially be Missouri against Georgia I mean I know Georgia's a heavy favorite there I'm wondering how long Missouri can hang in there what do you think about that Jeff
0: yeah I mean it it, it kind of looks like you know Georgia's starting to hit on all cylinders again this is, seems to be about the time of the season where they start gearing up for their playoff run and And, and I mean, I think Missouri can go in there knowing that, you know, they competed really well with Georgia last year and had an even chance to knock them off. But, um, even without Brock Bowers available for Georgia, I think he's, he's still going to be out. Uh, this just feels like Georgia's just too loaded, um, for Missouri and and Georgia's, you know, they're, they're getting that point in the season where they're, I mean, their schedule has been, you know, uh, pretty pretty below average we'll say <laughs> I, I, you know to be honest it's, it's been it's been a, a totally dreadful schedule they but um you know and missouri is probably one of the better teams that they're going to face on their schedule and they are a good team uh they might be the second best team in the sec sec east but um i, I just don't they're, they're not, i don't think they're equipped to go into athens and knock them off that would i would that'd be a stunner to fair me fair
1: enough fair enough so I actually think Washington will beat USC, Jeff. But I think Washington is either going to lose to Utah at home or they're going to lose it to Oregon State on the road. And your your buddy, DJ Ungalele, he's playing pretty well for the most part at Oregon State. He's playing pretty well. He looks like a different quarterback.
0: Yeah, it definitely helps to have like – some, some receivers that can get open. Um,
1: sure, definitely. <laughs> Oregon,
0: Oregon State did, you know, they, they took it on the chin this this weekend against um, Arizona. But you're, you're right. I, I think that's going to be a really tricky game uh, for Washington to go into to Corvallis and,
1: and win that game. And Kyle, you know, Kyler Willingham's a pretty good coach at Utah, and he's a good... He's a good game preparer, you know. So him, you know, he'll he'll be ready when he takes his guys to Seattle too. So both of those are going to be tough matchups. If they could make it through USC, Utah, and Oregon State, and I don't think they will, uh, they'll win the Apple Cup. They'll they'll destroy Washington State because you always get up for your rival, and that's at home. But. I don't know about the, I don't, I don't know if they can make it through. I don't know if they can make it through. I had concerns about them, about being so one dimensional on offense. And I was telling Matt Zemek, I was like, man, at least do the Justin Fuente jet sweep. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I mean, cause if you, that simulates, at least simulates the running, some sort of a short pass running game and gets your athletes in space. And they weren't even doing that. You know, and I was like, "Oh God," you know. So, you know, we'll see how long they can last. But that, co- you know, the coaches that, you know, the coach certainly has people excited there in in Seattle again. And it's been a long time since they've, you know, since they've been really excited about a football team and had a, a football team to root for this late in November. So, was, you know, football is fun when what when uh, Georgia when Virginia Tech and Washington and these teams are good, you know, are, are good that have been traditionally been. Traditionally been pretty good. So, Jeff, if if I had to give you your answer, ask you this question today, give me your answer, Jeff. Who plays in the ACC championship football game today?
0: Well, it 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 seems almost impossible not to think that Florida State's going to be in that game. Um, Jordan Travis, I, I just don't see him. You know, if, if you're going to knock off Jordan Travis, Benson, and that group of wide receivers, you're going to just have to have a spectacular performance. I mean, they, 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 they have a few issues defensively, but even their defense is starting to come around. And, you know, I think we go through a whole ACC podcast. You wouldn't even really talk about Florida State because they're just, they're, they're kind of on cruise control now. And Jordan Travis is getting healthy. Uh, you know, from the shoulder injury, he suffered against Boston College. He's starting to look like the guy that was in the fourth quarter of the LSU game. And so it it, it, it seems almost impossible that they won't be there. So you're really looking at who's their opponent going to be. Uh, and it looked to be, you know, probably realistically a two-team race between North Carolina and Louisville. But, you know, North Carolina taking that that really stunning loss to Georgia Tech. Has has put has put um Louisville in a great position now to get to that game. Uh, I think Louisville. We look at the the end of their schedule. I know they play Virginia Tech. Uh, they got to go to Miami, uh, and, and they got Kentucky at home. And I'm trying to remember their fourth game on their schedule. Uh, it. I'm going to have to pull that up real quick to to see who's the fourth game left on their schedule. And we've already talked about how how dynamite they've been at home. Uh, Let me grit this up here. Of course, right when you want to pull it up. You don't have it in front they of play, you. They play. They so play Virginia,
1: Jeff, Virginia.
0: and Virginia. Okay, um, you know, and and you got to like Louisville at home against against um, Virginia, and even if they lose down at Miami, Miami already has two ACC losses. Probably will lose in Tallahassee to to Florida State. So I mean, L- Louisville's Louisville is in, in really is in really good shape. They knocked off Duke, who was another one of their close uh, competitors. I do wonder what if they do end up tied, since they don't play North Carolina, if they both end up with two losses, I'm going to have to look up what the tiebreaker is. So, you know, North Carolina is not completely uh, eliminated, but it sure does feel like Louisville is going to be Florida State's opponent in the ACC championship game.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I will be interested to see how they handle prosperity, Jeff. And by prosperity, you know, I'll be, you know, I, I, I'm i wondering what Brahms cooking Braum's cooking up for the aggressive defense that Virginia Tech's going to bring in there. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be, I mean, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be right. They're going to be really aggressive when they come in when they come into louisville uh when they come into louisville next week there's a guy particularly jeff that i want to mention on virginia tech's uh team from the on the defensive line this year because he's just he's just been terrific um antoine powell ryland the transfer from clemson the, the kid from the kid from portsmouth virginia He's just been amazing, and he's going to be on the All ACC team, at least one of the All ACC teams. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he has a has a great chance to be on one of the All ACC teams.
1: He's going to give them a hard time, I think, in Louisville. He's going to give somebody a hard time there. Now, Rom has turned out pretty good, Jeff, because he had a good offensive line when he walked in the door. You know, he's got you know he he turned out pretty good there and he and then he brought a couple of good players in the portal but he his offensive line was not bare when he came in there you know and so that was a good thing for him and that's certainly part of their success this year is having an offensive line that that you know where they can win in the trenches and stuff like that but what the, you know I'm I'm still shocked and I'm sure you are too a little bit I'm still shocked at what they did to Notre Dame <laughs> you, you know <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have
0: you, you have to be. Um, I mean, Notre Dame is is a is a couple of drop interceptions from you know knocking off Ohio State. We saw what they did to USC and 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 Louisville just dominated them in the in from the third late in the third quarter into the fourth quarter. I mean, they got on a roll, and like we said earlier, you know, outside of Florida State, no one is played at the ceiling that Louisville has played uh, this year. And when they get rolling, they're really good. And they've, they've kind of touched that ceiling a couple times this season um, against Notre Dame. They played very well against Duke, you know, shutting them out. And like you said earlier, you know, y- you looked at Louisville earlier in the year. It's just kind of an explosive team you know, with, with thrash and plumber and, and big plays and fast. And I mean, they just, they just grounded out uh, against a good Duke defense with, with, um, you know, with that running game. And, and that was, you know, an element with Gerard Jordan. You didn't really think that they had. And, and so, you know, Louisville is finding in different ways to win different speeds on offense, Very aggressive on defense. I mean, Jeff Brom's right up there with with Norvell. It's probably your ACC Coach of the Year candidates right now. I'm
1: with you, Jeff. I'm with you, Jeff. Open mic. What do you got, Jeff?
0: Well, it's it's definitely been a fun football season. It's going to be a great November. Um, You know, the playoff chases, um, playoff rankings coming out this month. But this time tomorrow and we mentioned it on last year's podcast um our last week's podcast where we were 2 weeks away we're now a week away from basketball season starting and and November December is my favorite sports time of the year when there's college football and college basketball going um you know can't wait to see um you know how the ACC looks Duke should be should be dynamite. Um, a lot of people are expecting North Carolina to to have a rebound. Um, Clemson could could surprise some people in the ACC. They got a transfer from Syracuse um, coming down. P.J. Hall on that team. Virginia looks looks a little bit underrated, but you know you can't count out Tony Bennett and that team. Um, you know Virginia Tech's been been you know, strong the last few years. So in um, Miami, of course, we can't forget about what they've done. They've been the best March team in the ACC over the last two years with an Elite Eight and a Final Four under Jim Laranega. Um So, I mean, they're definitely going to be in the mix again. So I'm, I'm expecting the ACC to, to be better in the regular season that they have than they have been in recent years. Uh, they've been the best march team with the bar you know best march record over the last couple of years you know the only major um power five conference to have final four team the last two years having three teams i um, mean i guess you would call uconn you know from power five and basketball to power six uh coming from where they're out of but Um, You know, the ACC needs to be better in the regular season and kind of, you know, get back to where we're used to seeing eight or nine bids in March instead of the, you know, scratching to get five. But I I do think the conference will be better this year.
1: It will be interesting for me to see Matthew Cleveland in a Miami roster, Jeff, because I I know we talked about this over the summer, but. I saw it in passing. I thought, God, I didn't see, I didn't catch this news that he went in the portal, basically across the river, right, to, to Miami. And I'll be interested to see how he works out. I think he's going to work out just brilliantly in Miami's offense. I think he's, I think that was arguably one of the best underrated pickups in the transfer portal, and it was within state. right
0: <laughs> yeah i mean if there's been anyone that's been able to use a transfer portal in the acc in basketball it's it's jim laranega in miami and you know that should allow them to be one of the contenders in the conference again
1: i'm still i mean i was still sh- That that was so under the radar that i missed it and it's just, I think he's gonna. I think he's just gonna thrive in that, and in in, the, in, that, in that, in that, in that offense because they, he sets up his guards so well. Jim Larinaga does for you know for just for 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 it to get points and things like that. He depends on them a lot, and I think he's gonna thrive in Jim Larinaga's offense. So I think it's gonna be fun, and this is actually gonna give us a good chance to plug this this the plug uh, our next week next week's podcast, Jeff. We have Tristan Freeman coming on here from Boston Brackets next week, and he is—he's going to preview ACC men's basketball with us. So that is going to be fun, you know. And so I always look forward to having him come on the show. This is going to be his third time on the show with us, and he gets better every time he comes on here. So I'm looking forward to having him having him come on the show, Jeff.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, and that—that'll be what gets me into college basketball because you know I've only kind of been. Looking at it from afar, I really haven't turned the corner.
1: But we get Tristan on here. I'll be ready to go. Definitely. Well, Jeff, that's been great chatting with you this week on a classic version of the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. And we we will podcast again next week. Have a great week, Jeff. All
0: right, you too, Matthew.